Are you tracking these five SEO KPIs with Crystal Carter? The InSearch SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. What are the key metrics that you need to be tracking to determine whether or not your SEO activities are actually working? That's what I'm going to be discussing today with Crystal Carter, Senior Digital Strategist at Optic Solutions. Crystal, how many SEOs are actually getting it right at the moment in terms of tracking KPIs? Well, I think that one of the things that's tricky is there are a lot, there's a lot of data coming in from a lot of different data sets. So of course you've got, you know, Google Analytics coming through, Google Search Console coming through. We also have a lot of tools that that we're that that people are using um, you know, for to track particular metrics. Um, and then there'll also be metrics coming in from other things that the client might have. So, you know, a different um sort of CRM, um, that that sort of thing. And then we also social social metrics and, and every time somebody uh, you know has a brand new idea, there's a new thing to track. So I think that there are, there are lots of, there's lots of different data coming through. So it's really important to be able to, to hone in on the data that you actually need for, for what you're actually doing. Um, and I think that what's really, really important um, for, for an SEO is to understand the KPIs before you start setting out your deliverables. So, so your KPIs should be, um, should be very clear uh, so that when you do whatever, whatever your work you're doing, whatever SEO strategy you might be going to implement, you have a clear idea of how you can tell if it's working and how you can show the client if it's working. And um, there's a few that I've, that I have, uh, you know, in, in that I, that I keep uh, that are sort of tried and tested that um, that help to do that in, in, a, in a really clear and consistent manner. Understood. So is that a nice way of saying that too many SEOs are tracking too many metrics and getting a bit lost because just they're doing too much? Well, I think sometimes people people get distracted by all of the bells and whistles and all of the charts and things that you can get from various t- various tools. Um, and sometimes clients can get very confused by some of the reports that we give them. You know, we say we say, "Oh, this went up and that went up," and they're like, "I have no idea what that is or why that matters for my business." And I think it's really important that you're able to to show that to show that and how it affects the bottom line and how it affects um, you know like which needle you've actually moved, and and that you under that you understand and explain that to to the client. So. So, uh, yeah, I think that sometimes people can can be distracted by some of the metrics and, you know, people who are creating some of these tools, you know, they, there's there's some great, great, great tools out there. Um, and and I think I mean, one one that springs to mind is like core, the Core Web Vital sort of sort of lighthouse tools. And some of the mm-hmm. some of the light of the things that pop up in lighthouse, people are like, oh, we got 100 or oh, we got this. And people don't know what the metrics mean <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> it feels good. Yes, <laughs> it feels good because you got that gold star. You got that, you know, the, the arrow turned green and you feel like you've done that. You feel like you've done the job. But um, if that doesn't actually if that doesn't actually satisfy what you need from from business point of point of view, then does it really matter? So so I think it's, it's really important to know what matters for your business um, or, or your client um, as you as as you set out your your activity and um, and report on it. So today you're sharing five top KPI pairings for SEO monitoring, starting off with conversions now and your benchmark. So what's that all about? So that's about understanding what's good. So I think that sometimes sometimes clients um, clients might not even know what a good conversion is or you know what a good month for conversions is because maybe they haven't been tracking it before um, and maybe they haven't been haven't haven't been looking at it um, in a certain way. 
So it's really important that you understand what a good month for conversions is. So this will vary from business to business, um, but it's really important to look at not just the month before, but also the year, like year over year. And a lot of B2B clients will will say that, oh, we don't have seasonality. Oh, there isn't any seasonality, but but there almost always is. So for, for a B2B, B2B client, standard B2B client, uh, certainly in the EU, certainly, um, uh, certainly, certainly in the UK, um, Christmas, Easter, August are always going to be slow months um, for B two B conversions because everybody in a suit is on holiday, um, and so so there so there's going to be there's going to be a drop. It might not be a significant drop. It might not be you know it might not be like falling off a cliff with regards to traffic or conversions. But you're probably going to see a slight dip in some of some of the activity because a lot of people are you know out of office. Um, and and when we think about other other um, other uh, you know verticals, if we think about e commerce, obviously there's seasonal with Q4 when you're going into Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then when you think about leisure, there's going to be a, a rise in, in, in the summer. Um, so it's really important to to look at not just the month before, because obviously, like if you're doing it in a leisure vertical and you're comparing mm. September to August, September is going to look like it's like, you know, it's not done well, but it, but you need to compare it to September the year before and potentially September the year before that, particularly in the days of COVID. Um, so, so when you're setting out, you know, the KPIs for your clients and, you know, we'll get you these many conversions or will increase your conversions by X percent or, or et cetera, et cetera. You need to understand like maybe what the average is for, for the client over the course of the year. You need to understand what the average is for that month. Like, so, so it might be that last, last year they had a sale or they had a big promotion or, or I, I had one client who, who was um, featured on a, on a, like a reality TV show, uh, one, one, uh, like, you know, at the beginning of the year. And so their, their, their website went off the charts. <laughs> Because because um, because one of the people on their team was was on was on this was on a television show and then it returned to normal. But if we were looking at that year on year, then they would say, oh, you know, we're down 75 percent. Well, we're not down 75 percent. That was an anomaly. Um, but you need to understand you need to understand the data and know what normal looks like while you're setting out your benchmarks. So not don't just look at, you know, the month before. Um, and, and don't just look at year on year, look at them, look at them in comparison. Cause obviously you want it to go up over, over time. Um, but you, you need to, you know, have a, have, have some context for, for, um, for, uh, you know, how you're setting out, setting out your stall and, and how you're, how you're monitoring that information. Those are great points there. And, um, I, I think, a, a core tip towards the end there was, um, make sure you take a note of any anom anomaly, any, mm. um, one-off, uh, PR, um, situation that happens to your brand on a, on a particular occasion otherwise you might think that you're performing particularly bad now and uh, yeah it wouldn't be good this is it and, they, and you know people can panic over over information like that and they'll go oh what's going on and you know it's fine it's totally fine everyone calm down it's all it's all fine and i think something that's super simple is just annotating ga my gosh like yeah. the the amount of information that you can get from it's a, such a simple completely free accessible to anyone no you don't have, need any technical skills you literally click a button and just go we were on I don't know, come dine with me or whatever. Um, and, and, um, and you could just add that in there and just, and it'll just sit there and it'll remind you of that thing that you did that time before. And it's, it's so, so simple. There's a lot of really simple tools that you can use to sort of make sure that you don't get yourself into a pickle in that, in, the, in that regard. And KPI two is revenue and transactions. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this is this is something that that is really important for um, for e-commerce um, uh, clients and anyone really that's selling online, um, selling direct to consumer online. Um, so it's obviously it's important to, to track your revenue for 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 your um, for your clients. Um, it's also important to track the number of transactions because sometimes you're if particularly if you have a sale or let's say they're the, you know and when we're looking at those year on year data, it might it might be that that you know you're looking at your your um, your transaction and your transactions are down compared to last November. Well, maybe last November you had a giant Black Friday sale and this November you didn't have a giant Black Friday sale. Yeah. So, so your number of transactions will go down. However, your revenue might go up um, or, or, you know, you, you know, during, during the time. So it's important to look at, but to look at both of them, because I've definitely seen, seen it where, you know, client of, where, you know, you're seeing that your, your, um, the transactions are down, but the revenue is actually up because the, the overall, um, because the value of what people were buying is higher or they, or the number of transactions is up, but the revenue is down because you had a sale. Um, so it's, imp- it's important to think about, to think about those and make sure that you're, um, that you're, you're paying attention to them. And it might seem really Really obvious, um, but it, there's a there's a really there's there's the number of conversations that I've had around this, um, where where you're you know you maybe you have a report that's tracking one and isn't tracking the other. Um, it's really important to track both, um, so that you can see that at least one of them is moving in the in the in the right direction, um, and so that you can pay attention to it. It's also important to think about your um, your average order value. So your average order value um, may fluctuate, um, and and it might be that you're going for more high volume at a lower order value and 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 that might be that might be a tactic that you're taking um to you know sort of to increase the increase the volume of transactions um rather than the average order value but it's important to keep an eye on on that if that if you're changing that approach then that will affect lots of things not just your SEO but also your PPC so for instance if you're um if you're if your PPC is um if you're if you're expecting for your um return on ad spend to be to meet a certain target then if your average order value is going down, then you might need to change around what your what your um, ROAS is, so that you're not spending sixty pounds to get a tra- to get um uh to get conversions when your average order value is only fifty pounds. Um, so this is something that you need to that you need to think about. Um, and just make sure that you're keeping keeping track of of that, um, so that you can so that you can act when you need to. So it might be that you need to say, you know, we need to increase our sale, or we need to cre- increase our prices, or maybe we need to decrease our prices. Um, and it will also these what you want to do will also change depending on your your strategy. So if you're trying to get new new customers, new clients, it might be that you want to go for more transactions. Um, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to push uh, push a, a different kind of a different kind of uh, approach. Or a, a different um, client uh, um, client value offer, then it might be that you want to be pushing pushing you know fewer transactions but higher revenue. Um, and it, and again, like this is something that um, this is something that will depend on the client. Superb. Well, let's move on to number three, and that's target keywords and what you actually rank for. Yeah. So I think a lot of clients, a lot of clients will like, you know, you do your keyword research and you'll pick, pick out like, you know, whichever keywords you're going to be targeting and stuff and something. So some, over the years, I've seen, seen this a lot of times where 
you know, a client will get fixated on one client, one keyword or another, um, or, or you'll, we'll set out, um, you know, we're going to be tracking these keywords and it's important to, to, to monitor, you know, your money keywords, you'll know your money keywords, um, you know, the ones, the ones that you, that get you the, you know, that get you the sales. Um, and there'll be a couple that are, that are particularly strong for you. Um, but it's also, but it's also important to understand like what you actually rank for. So I've had it before where there, where I've had clients where they were targeting one set of keywords, but they're the, but the profile of what they were just organically ranking for was completely different. And sometimes these can be completely random. Sometimes the, the keywords that you're ranking for are nothing to do with your brand, um, are to do with, I've seen clients who were ranking for someone else's logo because they had a set of logos in their, um, in their like, uh, client portfolio, uh, you know, these are people we've worked for sort of set. Um, and like, you know, sometimes they're completely irrelevant and that's, interesting to note, but isn't really necessarily something that you should worry about. Um, but there are sometimes where clients are ranking for certain terms, which are the terms that, that, that their, their, um, potential customers are interested in, but they haven't created any dedicated content for that. Um, and when you have that, when you have that scenario, you know, that's, that's golden. That, that is telling you that you already have, uh, you already have, the the need you already have the desire from your from your clients and they're already coming to you for it so if you go in you you know if you double down on that content and make the content richer and make and you know actually actually you know invest in those particular keywords then you'll be able to to get some you know real value for your customer and for your business overall um and I think the other thing that's really good there is that it's important to think about about the sort of momentum. So sometimes you can you might look at some of the the you might have target keywords that you're going after, which are maybe sort of big terms. Um, so I've worked with clients um, in the financial sector who were going for you know something really big like a, like an investment company, um, and they were sort of a small firm. And there's and it's just like the chances of you ranking for investment company are very very slim um, because you're 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 a small firm. And, you know, you don't have like all of the the um, resources that Investopedia, for instance, have. Um, mm. So so what you want to do is, you know, you, let's look at what you're actually ranking for. And what they're actually ranking for is, that, you know, things that are very transactional, very brand based, very you know specific to what they do. So let's invest in that. Um, and and and, you know. Ch- chances are, if you've got some momentum, so let's say you're ranking for um, you're ranking like 40 on 40 for for a certain term, if you actually put some effort into that, <laughs> you know, you can move that up and move that up again and move that up again. And then in six months time, like, you know, you're actually going to be like at the top for that for that stuff. But Google will know that you're like in the neighborhood for those keywords already. And you just need to like get involved and make it happen. <laughs> I'm tempted to ask a follow up question. Um how often should you benchmark your target keywords against what you're actually ranking for? But I also get the sense that you're probably going to deliver a lot of value just in that particular question. And we should perhaps even park that thought and ideally uh, have that conversation in a future follow-up episode because uh, we do need to get to point number four, and that's ranking position changes and clicks. To answer your question quickly, I would say monthly. <laughs> I would say all the time. <laughs> keep keep track of that. But but yeah. Um, with regards to to um, to uh, ranking positions versus versus changes in clicks. So with this one, this is very interesting. So because sometimes on Google Analytics, um, or sorry, Google Search Console, they'll say, "Oh, your average ranking has decreased" or something. But you can see that your clicks have gone up. 
Um, and so, so, you know, someone will say, oh, our ranking has dropped. You know, the client might, the client might be, oh, oh no, our ranking has dropped. And it's like, no, this is not, this is not panic stations. Like, don't worry. Remember I was telling you we were ranking for that random, random logo keyword. That keyword didn't matter. We're not ranking mm. for that anymore. Great. Like, um, but we are ranking for this good keyword that is actually getting us clicks. Um, and so we should actually pay attention to that. So, so don't, so sometimes the, so obviously you don't want your rankings to like drop off a cliff. Of course, that is not what you want at any time. However, um, sometimes what your average ranking, sometimes your average ranking uh, number um, uh, isn't necessarily a reflection of the quality of what you're ranking for. So you, it might be that you increase one really, 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 really good keyword. Mm. <laughs> um, and you, let's say you're ranking number one for really that really, really good keyword. Well, that, that's only one term, right? So when, they, when Google's taking the average keyword ranking um, to give you your average position ranking, they're ranking every number of terms that you're, that you're ranking for. So that one keyword that you're working really well for that's getting you like hundreds of clicks every month is only one <laughs> in their average. So, so if that one goes up, that's great for your clicks, but your, but your average position might not be affected there. So it's very important that you look at both your clicks and your average position. Um, because obviously, you know, it's great to have a number one keywords, but there's, but, but, but I would rather have, you know, a couple of very, you know, good, you know, good click through, good, good search volume um, keywords over like seventy five uh, keywords that get you one click a month. Um, so, if you find that you're ranking for keywords that aren't relevant for your business, is it worthwhile putting a significant amount of effort into attempting not to rank for those keywords to hopefully drive more relevance in the eyes of Google? I mean, you should absolutely um, be pushing for relevance. I have a client. I have a client uh, who has who has a, a an old blog <laughs> that um, that is they they, they it, it is a bugbear of theirs, and they don't they don't like it. Um, and it's it's an old it's an old blog, and it always ranks really well on on, on Google, and it's not really doesn't isn't isn't overly well positioned for them with regards to their their stuff. And I what I, and what I would say with that is if it's if what I would say to that is add better content. Don't I wouldn't I wouldn't take it away, mm -hmm. but I would say add better content um, around around that keyword. So so Google Google will see that you have some content that is of value that people enjoy from from that from that particular from that particular um, you know blog or whatever. But you want obviously you want to be pushing towards relevance. So I would so I would say it's a, it's a question of. Um, uh, it's, it's like, it's like putting lots of ketchup on something you're not that into. Like, it's like, so, so, so let's say you've got this, this, I don't know, Brussels sprout or something and, you, and, 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 and the, and, you know, Google likes the Brussels sprout or whatever, but you don't like the, the Brussels sprout. What you need to do is you need to put some really good gravy on your website. So, so leave the Brussels sprout, but put, okay. but make sure you have some real relevant I was, gravy. I was thinking of ketchup on top of Brussels sprouts and no, no I wouldn't no, go. No, 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 I went for gravy, 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 not, not ketchup. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, and number five KPI is traffic and conversions. Yeah. So this is super important. I mean, like if you, lots of people say, oh, we can get you lots of traffic. We can get you lots of traffic. It's like, well, you know, you could cover, you, you know, you could, you could put the word chocolate all over your website and, and that would get you lots of traffic. But it, but if you don't sell chocolate, then what's the point? Mm. Um, so, 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 you know, traffic is, traffic can sometimes be a little bit of a vanity metric. Um, and it's really important to, to make sure that your traffic and your conversions are, are good. Obviously, um, you know, we want to get, we want to have a healthy amount of traffic. We don't want our traffic to like decrease too much over the course course of time, but sometimes when you're correcting your um, when you're correcting the 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 relevance of the of your um, of your clients, or when you're doing some some um, 
uh, indexing um, adjustments. So let's say you've got a WordPress site and it's getting lots of traffic to some of those like servicey pages that are completely like, you know, like the the the, the image pages <laughs> or like those tag pages, then you don't necessarily need all of that. So so if you're if, so the traffic might go down while you're making that adjustment. Um but your conversions may very well go up because people are actually getting to pages that actually matter. Um, so it's important to make sure that you, you're keeping track of your conversion rate um, at, at, at all times. And obviously, if you have like a big traffic spike, like your conversion rate will probably go down because you have lots and lots of traffic coming through um, and maybe you didn't have so much traffic coming through before. Um, but it's it's a definitely important to keep track of, of the two so that you're getting the right customers to the right content. Great advice. Well, let's finish off with... The Pareto Pickle. Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. So what's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for moderate levels of effort? I think setting in, setting, setting up, um, you know, variable generated meta descriptions is a, is a, is a, was a game changer for me. I remember, I remember when I was starting out and I was like, you know, handcrafting every single one. And then I was like, you can just, you can just use a variable. <laughs> like, um, and I think particularly as you get into sort of bigger sites um, uh, and, and things, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it makes such, such a big difference. And, you know, you can, you can get this set with dev um, and, and put it if, and get them, put, get them put in. So for every product page, you know, uh, buy X here about Y, like that's that sort of thing. And it, and it makes makes such a, such a difference, and it makes sure that you've got that you've you know satisfied the information that you need to satisfy. You can make sure you have your CTAs as you should, um, and that you're meeting the the right um, word uh, word count. But that you but that you don't necessarily have to pour over every single page um, to 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 get that done. And you can you can always go back if there's a particular one that that is a particularly competitive page, and um, and optimize that particular page or or section or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I think that I think that. Um, uh, yeah, the sort of variable gen variable generated content is really useful. But when you say it makes such a difference, are you saying the primary thing that it makes such a difference to is the click through rate? Oh, it makes a difference to time. <laughs> Okay, it makes okay. a difference to it makes a difference to to time and to being able to just to, to, to it makes a difference between implementation time so and and being able to tick something off um and move forward uh so that so that so that something is so that you've you've um satisfied what you need to do for you know thousands of pages in a short amount of time um and and you know you can you can monitor this you can go back and you can say you and you can check any ones that are particular that you know might need a specific um uh, description but it just means that you know and it also means that as you're as you're making new pages they're already optimized and you don't have to go back and do 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 that um by by hand um and there's there's you know there's a lot of a lot of um uh a lot of uh uh variable generated um uh meta meta um information that you could that you can add in, in lots of different ways um and it yeah it just makes a makes it a really big difference when you can automate that kind of thing understood I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Crystal Carter over at opticsolutions.co.uk. Crystal, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you so much, David. Thanks for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com.